Yo, 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 yo. This is Cheyenne. Welcome back to episode 33 of the LA Khalil podcast. I'm with my co-host, Avery Khalil. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. We're making it to another day, another dollar, another day at work. You know, working on the Tuesdays as usual. How That's about you? About. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, school happening. Uh, yeah, business time. It's crunch time. We, we, I know that you know that. <laughs> We're both doing our own thing. Um, so this week uh, we have some big, some big topics, probably a little different than what we'll no- normally talk about. Um, first, I would like to give a shout out to um, a Black Lives Matter um, a Black Lives Matter organization that's affiliated with them. It's called Undocu Black Network. Um, and basically, they are a multi-general network of currently and formerly undocumented Black people that foster communities and they facilitate and access resources along with contributing to transforming the reality the transforming the realities of their people. Um, and they do this by developing the leadership um, of their members through tools, training, and programming. They build power um, with and for their communities through advocacy, local organizing, and cultivating strategic alliances to advance policies that affect their daily lives. And also they center their work around humanity, dignity, and the well-being, um, the well-being in all aspects of their work and contributions. Um, and the link to this organization will be um, in the description of this podcast. So please make sure to check out um, that website to just see what it's about. Um, donations, that would always be nice. Um, but even raising awareness through social media is also great. Um, so to kick it off, I think the biggest thing that probably happened is the debates. This week, uh, we had the first presidential debate. Um, which was actually said to be the largest viewed debate of all time, probably because of the fact that everyone's at home. It's a very controversial election. There's a lot of different factors. Um, And before going into some of the main takeaways from the debate, overall, I feel like a theme that a lot of people, especially younger people um, in our generation, felt like, watching these two men debate is like kind of an eye roller is like these are really our options um it was kind of frustrating at times um but hey these are the options and it is what it is at this point um so first big takeaway uh, is in the in i'd say in the middle of the debate um when the topic of white supremacy came up. And this was probably the biggest thing that that occurred because the chance to condemn white supremacy, and he didn't. Not only did he have the chance, he had multiple chances. Um, The moderator gave him multiple chances. And he tried essentially dodging the question, going around it. He even asked, like, what would you like me to, to define white supremacy as? Basically, he's he's, just, he's avoiding condemning it because, as a lot of us know, there's a good chunk of his supporters that are white supremacists. Um, so, off the bat, very concerning. Um, and I'd just like to know your take on that specific uh, part of the debate. Okay, with the, regarding that part, because I didn't watch it, I just watched the highlights. Um, very, I mean, I could say disappointed, but it's not like I knew this is him. This is his character. This isn't something out of the ordinary. And while I did think he would probably say some messed up stuff, you know, I didn't think he would just go completely out of the way of not saying anything. Like he called them like the proud boys, you know, and thinking beyond myself and thinking about um, 
black people, the community, you know, African-American community, Mexican, uh, Mexican people, just people of color and people who have had such a hard time upbringing in America. For him, as it's not just Donald Trump not condemning white supremacy. It is the president of the United States not condemning white supremacy. And that's where it really does make me mad because this is our leader. Like you said um, earlier, like really, these are the options. And our leader, our commanding in chief, had multiple layups to condemn white supremacy and he didn't. And it, it's that's it's unexcusable. You can't find a loophole and find a way to, you know, support or say, well, he's you know, there's no way to defend it at all. And it just really bothers him because I mean, I, I don't I'm not ever going to really get upset anymore because that's not my that's not my focus. I'm not going to let him rile me up or get me out of my character. But to the people who have a way harder time than I do, people who have, you know, you have to like really survive in America. Those are the people like who really are getting hurt from what the um, Antifa, those type of organizations, KKK, of course, like it, it just it's no way to defend it. And it's really this is this is what America has come to. You know, like this is just the worst of the worst. And it, it it makes me upset for the people. It really does. All right. And and a, a big um well, a a defense that a lot of people came to Trump in regarding him not condemning white supremacy is people basically saying, Well, he's already condemned it in the past. How many more times? And my answer to that is as many times as it's asked. <laughs> As many times as it's asked to condemn white supremacy, you condemn it. <laughs> there, there's no, oh, sometimes I'm going to not condemn it, sometimes I will. It, you should be 100% double down. Once again, it goes to what you said earlier. It's not only Donald Trump, because at the end of the day, we can care less about someone's opinion. You know, this is the commander-in-chief. And, yeah, very concerning. Uh, another big takeaway i saw is just the overall tone of the debate um i saw uh, a political analyst say this and it was so true is that trump was talking to biden and biden was talking to us and then when i when that was really put into perspective for me it really hit trump very he he tried um interrupting a lot it was getting annoying um, to the point where it's like, this is not even professional. You know, you are supposed to be a politician. Um, and also, uh, I like Biden, um, what he called out Trump for, um, about dog whistling. Um, and I think that was, that was probably his biggest up in the debate. Um, basically about the fact that, Trump was talking about the suburbs and Biden's like you wouldn't even you would never have even gone to a suburb if you the only way you would basically go to a suburb is if you took the wrong turn you know Donald Trump is trying to speak about people in the suburbs as if he's been there (laughs) and I thought that was a great but yeah overall debate I've heard a lot of people say it's been the worst debate in history, and I can't I can't deny that. Um, and coronavirus was was a topic of of the debate as well. And <laughs> how ironic that um, he, at the time of the debate he tried diverting the attention, tried taking the attention away from the coronavirus, and a couple of days later. He tests positive for it. Um, and yeah, what, what do you think about this whole coronavirus situation? The fact that he's been, you know, at the beginning, he was saying it's a hoax, you know, which is so frustrating because this is, if you would have addressed this in the beginning back in March, you would have saved the lives of 
I think it's about 250,000 people dead. And the fact that he, he says it's a hoax. And then at this point, he's like trying to backtrack. It's like, it's very concerning. And then also the fact that he gets it. Um, and then when he gets it, he's trying to use his ego and be like, Oh, I'm surviving. You just have to, you have to dominate. I remember one of his tweets saying, you have to dominate over COVID-19. Yeah, try saying that to to the 250,000 people that died. Try saying that to their families. To be honest, it's quite disgusting. What do you think, Avery? I think it's only funny until it happens to you. A great quote that Dave Chappelle said, it's only funny until it happens to you. And he's able to say that because of his privilege, not just as a billionaire, but also as a, you know, a leader, the president of the United States, he has that, that privilege to think that way, I guess, even though you shouldn't, but it's, um, still, it's not surprising. Uh, karma does hit you and he should have taken this more seriously. I feel like if he did, things would, uh, be a different outcome, you know? Hold on, Shyam. I'm going to call you right back. Uh, Hey, y'all. We took just a quick edit, but we're back now. Um, We had just gotten into talking about... uh, We finished wrapping up uh, our thoughts on the debate, and then we got into Trump getting coronavirus. Um, which overall is very ironic. Um, and it, it definitely, it, it was very concerning to see, um, and honestly disgusting to see him tweet out, um, basically that he, basically that he's feeling better, um, after getting coronavirus. And he's like, you have to be strong. You have to dominate the disease you can't let the the virus control your life and i would just like for him to say that to the face of the families that lost two hundred forty thousand people um it, it's quite ironic what's your opinion on it avery um i blocked him on everything so i don't get to I don't I don't get to see the stupid stuff that he spills out anymore. But very, very ironic that you know, ever since it came about, he's been calling it the China virus, the hoax, things like that, you know, to distract I'm gonna let you continue. Uh but the, yeah, the, when you mentioned the the China virus, that's another very divisive um racist strategy. I'll let you continue, sorry. Yeah. And it it was it's almost felt like a gimmick um at this point because he's pretty much using anything to diverge to um cause a panic to cause chaos confusion now granted one thing he is now responsible is for the virus being birthed but he's responsible for the lack of call to action to controlling this virus to you know i mean isn't it crazy how great of a job the nba has at controlling this thing and making a bubble than trump has like i know compared to the america and to the nba is a significant um you know number but the way that Adam Silver has taken charge, he's li- he he actually listens to his people. You know, he actually listens to the players, to everybody, and allows people to voice their own opinions and ideas. And I'm, I'm more than sure he lets other people finish their ideas and opinions. He's just done a great job. And it's 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 just so disgusting to think this is what america has come to and this is what our this is the face of our our country but at the at the end of the day i feel like this is what america has always been now the true colors has really just been on display 
you know. Right, that could be that could be one of the positives we see out of this is that people's eyes are being opened. Because at the end of the day, like you said earlier, this virus was coming. It's not like uh, it's not like we could have just magically gotten rid of it, but it's the response to it. You know, when 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 the virus began to spread in February and March, when you have the president calling it a hoax, um, that's just so dangerous. I mean, first of all, a lot of other countries that are have a lot of other countries that have leaders who are competent and intelligent, they're able to fully reopen their economies um, because the people there use masks in the workspace. I mean, it's so crazy how even just wearing a mask has become this divisive political tactic. Like, oh, like it's crazy to me that there is controversy <laughs> over wearing a mask. It, yeah, once again, it, if anything, this whole thing just exposes the true colors of many people. So, And people can't um, have their eyes open unless they decide to open their eyes. So while the truth will be out, while the truth is out there and while the facts are always going to be the facts, if people aren't going to be open to adapt, adapting and acknowledging what's the truth and what's the facts, then those people are going to remain in their own little bubble, their own little world. But um, this this conversation is not to at all divide anybody. You know, we're just stating what we're seeing. You know, this isn't to say someone isn't better than the other person. We're, I, I feel like we're in 2016 part two, in fact, with the candidates that we have. But what is important this time around is whatever decision you make, I pray that it's how you really feel and that you're able to live with the decision. Every vote does count. This is bigger than the president. You know, we're not just voting for the president. We're voting for what's happening in the communities, you know, our our local governments and legislators and things of that nature. This isn't just voting for the president. That if that was because the case, it, it starts at the bottom. At the end of the day, yeah, you know, from it, it roots from from the local governments all the way to the top. And yeah, once again, I encourage all the viewers to vote, um, regardless of even which side of the political aisle you're on. Just getting out there and becoming aware and making your voice heard is the most important thing that matters and that's a reason why this country is so great because you have that ability we have a democracy and you should be able to do that don't don't let these tricks this um political propaganda demean you or feel as though your vote doesn't count or your opinion doesn't count that's that's how they win um this is All, all of these polls a lot of polls are saying um that like Biden is so far ahead. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Make your voice heard. Well, At the end of the day, the polls don't vote. The polls aren't people. You are the people. And they they said the same thing about Hillary, if I'm not exactly. mistaken. And look what happened, you know. So we're we're voting to we're voting for the people who are voting the president in the collegiate party or whatever the. What is it called? The collegiate something. We're voting those people to vote the president in, you know? Right. So go out and vote. I mean, I hate how people are. Oh, the, the electoral college. Yes. Um, I hate how people have made the go out and vote into their own little uh, advantage seeking um, tactic. But we don't need celebrities to tell us. We don't need actors. We don't need athletes. They're people just like us. They're just doing something that is at an entertainment value. You know? Right. Don't you don't you don't need nobody to tell you to go out and vote. That's that's just common. We just go out and vote. You know, definitely in your local community, your people, it matters. Cause we're the people. <laughs> like if we want change yeah. that bad enough, trust me, change is going to come. But we got to realize 
with 2020 and this new generation of everyone. Twitter fingers. Yeah, you know. No more Twitter fingers. Let's make our voice heard. At the end of the day, we are such, especially, you know, the younger generation, we are such a large population. We have so much power, so let's use it. No, no more Twitter fingers. It's time now. Yeah, no more woke raps. No more woke tweets. It's time to get the business. Exactly. So, um, I think right now we talked about uh, the importance of voting. We talked about the debates. Um, let, let's get on to the some, Lakers. Some fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, some, some, you know, NBA finals. Um, Lakers, uh, at the time that we are recording, are up 3-1 against the Miami Heat. Uh, not surprised. Um, Miami Heat did take some some injury blows. Uh, they lost their starting point guard, who was their second leading scorer, which is a big blow. Goran Dragic. Um, yes, and then they also lost Bam for a game. And Bam is back, but at the end of the day, he's not 100%. Bam Adebayo? Um, is his right. name? Yes. I'm surprised um, I got it right. <laughs> but then again, it's also, let's not just act like if they were playing, it'd be a difference right now in the series. But let's not discredit the Lakers. that They're playing well. At the end of the day, Miami is outmatched. Um, and to be honest, Miami, uh, they have some great players, but they don't have any superstars. And the Lakers have two superstars. I, um, I think Jimmy Butler has reached superstar status now. Now in the finals that and everything. Be definitely an interesting debate. I think he um, has because. But then again, nobody think about it. AD is an all star, but what was AD doing with nobody? So. But one of the teams has LeBron James. Yeah, but in New Orleans, what was AD doing? And he was at that time. He was already referred as a once in a generation talent. Now we have Jimmy, who has been through some teams up and downs, and everyone's saying he has no superstars and no all stars and stuff with them. But he took his team to the finals. Not to mention he took down him and his team took down the back to back MVP and Defensive Player of the Year and the Boston Celtics. Yeah, if, I mean, if anything, that shows how great that he were, but also uh, this y'all MVP. Yeah, like, if AD is a superstar, and he was a superstar back in New Orleans, I think now what Jimmy has done, he's, he's officially reached superstar status. Right. He he fits in perfectly with the Heat culture. Um, and as the Lakers are up 3-1, and I think they're going to close it out, uh, in game five, um, I just don't see the Heat winning three games in a row and LeBron blowing a 3-1 lead in the finals. Um, if anything, I'm just more interested to see the finals MVP. I think it will go to LeBron James because just he's leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists um, on great efficiency. Uh he definitely will have the, the media on his side, but he, he doesn't even need the media on his side. He is the best player in the series. Um, and yeah, this this will be the only player to win uh, three finals MVPs on three different teams. So. Remind them what jersey they're wearing. 23. It's going to be uh, a very... It's gonna be a very dark game. If you haven't noticed, or if you haven't, uh, if you're not aware, Vanessa Bryant has given the Lakers the pass to wear the black mama jerseys for Game Five to finish it out. And what is better than the Lakers hosting the Larry O'Brien Trophy in the black mama jerseys for Kobe? For Kobe, what's I'll, oh my God! To see LeBron say, "Kobe, this is for you." Yes, those exact words. I've been waiting months because I knew. Oh my goodness! Deep down inside, like I knew the Clippers were a threat, but I, I definitely knew the Lakers were securing this. But I, I've been waiting months to hear those words, and we're gonna hear those words in a couple of days. 
Oh, I just can't wait to hear him say when uh, I forgot who's the the interviewer is uh, the Burke. Her, oh, her Doris is, Doris Burke. Yeah, he's the one that does the the finals post game, like right when the players on the court. I just can't wait for LeBron to say, "Kobe, this one's for you." I, I might tear up. I, I'm not even mine. I'm gonna tear up. I mean, I um, we were all there for his last game. Uh, I I kind of know for the most part where I was, who I was talking to, and the feeling I had seeing his last game and seeing his last performance. I mean, going out for sixty, you know, and just four years later, who would have thought? But you know, this is a, a testament to not only LeBron's greatness, but the greatness of the Lakers organization and the NBA to have this continued and for it to be able to, you know, for it to be continued so they could honor Kobe. So they could be in this position to win a championship. Um, right. It's just, it's just crazy just to think about where we were for just four years ago and where we are now and where we're going, where we're elevating to, you know, time flies, you know, shout out to Jake. Um, you just got to know where you want to be. Once you find that anything's possible, like Kevin Garnett in 2008, anything is possible. You just got to go out and get it, you know, pray for and go out and get it. I'm a, I'm a tear up too. Goodness. I mean, Doors, uh, it's, this is history. And you know what I would love to see? Mm. Blocked by James. If I could get one more of those for this finals, if I could get one of those, oh my goodness. It doesn't even have to be Iggy Dollar, but if it was, that would be <laughs> that would be really funny if it was. Oh, that, that would be, be really amazing. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, besides LeBron winning his, his fourth ring and then Inevitably, his third, his uh, fourth Finals MVP. Uh, also, other Lakers players, uh, Danny Green's gonna have three rings with three different teams. Dwight Howard is finally getting a ring. Um, Javale McGee is gonna have three rings. Rondo's gonna be the only player with a ring for the Lakers and the Celtics. That's history right there. That's right. I mean, it's not. Uh, I, it could be a, a debate on which one is bigger. What LeBron has or what Rondo would get, but to have played for two of the biggest and most winningest championship teams of all time in the NBA, that's – I just like how many – how much history is about to be made on this team. I just love that. And it's not just about LeBron. um, Kuzma. There yeah. was a petition for uh, <laughs> Kuzma to get his ring revoked. That's uh, a – you guys – you guys have to make that petition for Danny Green. I don't know why Kuzma is the first player to think of. Yeah, Danny that's Green, crazy. Danny Green is uh, very frustrating, but it is what it is, I guess. Apparently, he has this amazing defensive impact. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say amazing, but I've seen some of his highlights throughout the playoffs, and he's made some really smart decisions. I feel as though that's the only reason why he's still playing and he hasn't been right. coming off the bench. And another thing I feel like, you know, with LeBron playing and with, like, Dwight, um, I think the Lakers, to a certain degree, somehow they've been, they've, been, they've been able to afford having Danny Green start and then have some other people come in late. I, I feel like having Danny Green start and he's already getting some minutes and then down the stretch you can bring in a Kyle Kuzma, bring in a J.R. Smith, or a rage on Rondo, Jared keeping those guys healthy. Yeah, I think um, the memes on that one is going to be hilarious. It's so much meme potential. Post game locker room blunt. Exactly, <laughs> like so much ring meme potential. It's it's going to be crazy. Oh, do you hey, do you know? Oh, I have a great meme idea. If I I wish I was good at memes, but I have a really good meme idea. I'm gonna share. It. I don't want to share it. Now, but I have a really good meme idea for J.R. Smith. Um, yeah, but like just the overall M- NBA, I-, I don't think it matters if you're a fan of the Lakers or the Heat, but just be a fan of what the NBA and what Adam Sam, Sam- <laughs> I almost said Adam Sandler, <laughs> uh, Adam Silver in this. In- it was 
it's funny and also made me mad to see you know players like Lou Williams uh, go out to clubs you know and potentially ruin the whole bubble uh, wouldn't which wouldn't even matter for the Clippers because they weren't gonna win but <laughs> it, it was just funny yeah it's, it's I mean well everyone thought the Clippers were gonna win but now just to see how badly it's one thing to lose, definitely, like, to lose in the conference, Western Conference Finals, right? But to have lost being up 3-1, come on, man. And, Go ask Kawhi. Not only, not only being up 3-1, in the Game 7, you get blown out. You get blown out by 20 points. Like, it wasn't even close. And you, you're getting blown out to a team where no one even has a finals appearance. The only player that's even made it to the conference finals is Paul Millsap. You have a, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, like, you have the Clippers. You have people. The coach has won championships. Kawhi's won multiple. Like, it was arguably the biggest moment and, and biggest uh, choke job in sports. And then you have Paul George coming out. Uh, post game interview saying uh this this season wasn't uh a, ch- a championship or bus season uh we needed some time to gel and it's just funny because i know he would not say that to the owner steve balmer because <laughs> i know if you told that to steve balmer <laughs> that this was this wasn't a championship or bus season he'd look at you laugh and probably pay you out and wave you <laughs> i mean yeah just everything that came from that, Patrick Beverly as well. Uh, it was great. I just, I honestly think for the NBA community, uh, yeah, it, it was great to see Patrick Beverly. By the way, has still been silent, <laughs> uh, which which I like it. Please are, keep it that way, Patrick are, Beverly. Are they are they trying to silence a black man in America? <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, what does he really have to say about anything to do with basketball? Um, yeah, playoff P, go and playoff P. Uh, shout way out to off sh- P. <laughs> way off P. <laughs> the way he hits the side <laughs> of the backboard on the open three. Laid off P, to be, to be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, Steve Ballmer is such a good guy. You know, yeah, he's a billionaire and everything, but he's, once you get to meet him and everything, you can tell he's a fan of basketball and he's a fan of um, com- camaraderie. And he... He so he he approaches um the management of this definitely of this team and everything super seriously, and I just feel bad for him because I knew that he probably, I knew I knew he, he I know for a fact, he he knew what he's giving himself into with trading all those picks away, and he must have had the most utmost faith in George Paul, and the team to be what the Lakers are. You know, right? They, they, Paul George is lying. They was a championship of bus team. That's why they did what they did and got the pieces they got. First round picks. Yeah, if this wasn't a, if this wasn't a, a championship of bus team, Paul George wouldn't be here. Kawhi was still. Could it be Kawhi, Kawhi didn't even sign a, a max deal. He only took a two year deal. Yeah. If it wasn't a championship bust, you would have signed that full five years and committed it. But yeah. even he knows, like, okay, if we can't get it done, it, I need to move on. And we, and not we, but the NBA, all of the NBA community, it was cool what he did a few, what he did last year. But now he's on his own. Right. And if he this can't is the get first it. first time he's had pressure because. With the Spurs, he did win finals MVP, but he was their fourth best player. And he was like in his second year in the league, no pressure on him. With the Raptors, KD goes down. Um, First of all, the Raptors weren't even predicted to go to the uh, finals. Um, But this was the first year. And and you know what? He asked for it. He he has the commercials with the, the New Balance commercial saying, this is my town. Like, okay, you talked a big talk, and you're going to have to walk in now. And he did, he did fall flat, but 
I mean, people forget this is the pressure that LeBron's been dealing with first year in the league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like this is nothing new to him. That's yeah. how he's. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. What what else can we say? Right. You know, and he's he's about to get his fourth ring. And playing, getting AD possibly has given him like a good more five years in the league right, if he maybe wanted another, to. Another ring or two, also. Oh, guaranteed another ring. Because I mean, hopefully, no no injury. I always worry with AD because his style of play, the way he hits the floor. Yeah. I always just worry about big men. Um, but at the end of the day, AD is twenty seven. He's still young. Um, Not to mention the Lakers yeah. have cap space. They have like really good cap space to sign more people next year. If I'm Hopefully not mistaken. Hopefully they let go of Kuzma this year. Kuzma's a free agent after this season. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about letting go of people, why not let go of Danny Green? But I think he has two years. He's on a two year. Yeah, he has one more year. A very expensive one more year too. I think it's sixteen million. Oh very God. Expensive. Um, well, I may put that in a trade trade package for Oladipo. That could be interesting. That would be nice. Uh, that could be something that's arranged. Danny Green and Cal. But see, I love Cal Kuzma because he's a a shooting guard to small forward to power forward. Like his size is his size and his speed. Like he can shoot, he can dunk. Like he can, like he can do things. It's just his. Um, playmaking decision isn't quite on there yet. Right. His shooting decisions has improved definitely towards the end of the year to now. It, it, he he stopped just chucking up threes. He started okay. Um, um, pump fake, drive up to the basket. Like he started cutting more as of late, and so his shooting decisions has has improved dramatic uh, drastically, but. I, I feel as though he should he he should stay. He's he's young. He's young. Like that's the thing. Like he right. is only two years in the league. Like why would we want to trade in trade a good piece like that? It all depends how much uh, money he wants. <laughs> right, but I think he knows his role. I think he knows where where he is in his career. He's not like a LeBron or AD. He's not anywhere close to that. I think at the end of the day, he'll make the best decision. Um, yeah, he's only two years in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Two or three years in the league. Like, come on now. He's yeah. not He's not a third option. He's not a max contract player. He's young. Lakers can use the youth and try to get some more young people on board. I mean, right. isn't it crazy? Another, another thing... Giannis's brother is gonna win the ring before oh, him. I didn't even talk about that at all. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Giannis, come on, come to LA, bro. <laughs> if you want to win rings with your brother, he's gonna win a chip before you. Yeah. And yeah, man, pack up the bags. I don't think Milwaukee's working for you, or go to Miami. That would be another great situation because I think it'll be perfect if he goes to Miami because. The Miami Heat are going to lose this year's finals, and then he can be like the guy that takes them to the top. Because, like, if Miami somehow did win this finals and he joined, it kind of be like the KD thing in a way. It's like they don't need you, you know? But right. now you can go to Miami, and if he goes to Miami, that's a that's a top three team in the league, no doubt. I mean, yeah, they the the. The Heat are going to lose, and Jimmy Butler's there. But Jimmy Butler is in the finals, and Giannis is not. You know? Yes. I don't uh, – yeah, Giannis has great um, physical ability. But I don't – I couldn't say he'll be the reason why they get through it. I feel like it will be, if not more, Jimmy, because Jimmy has a better shot. He's a better pl- uh, playmaker. Like, his playmaking has – um really improved throughout this playoffs and definitely playing with this team and being that 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 leader that he is definitely on this like you said the culture the miami heat like it's not just a, a slogan like i've seen the documentaries i've seen this i've read the stories like they go crazy 
with the practices and things well, like that. Well, if Giannis goes, if, first of all, Jimmy would love having Giannis as a teammate just because Jimmy's not uh, a selfish guy at all. He, he's a winner. He, he just wants to win. Don't forget. Said, like, yeah. 30 is approaching. <laughs> but like you said, like winning – I mean, Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's just a different. He's just built different, man. He's just right. built different. And, and he would love having a great teammate like Giannis because that would help his play. I mean, if you have Giannis on the court, imagine the space it opens up for Jimmy to operate because Giannis mm. isn't a tr- drive-in, and then he's going to get double-teamed. You have to double-team Giannis. That's the only way. Or play his zone. But either way, Jimmy Butler is going to get a lot more open looks. I mean, and, everyone will be. Tyler Hero, yeah. uh, Duncan Robinson, like they got Bam, like they still though, because Giannis is not a center. They still need to get a good center. Maybe Andre Drummond after he gets out of Cleveland. I think uh, Kevin uh, Kevin is not a center, but Kevin Love is still a great player. Um, I'm interested to see where he's gonna go. He might go to L.A. to the Lakers. Who knows? Um, Kevin Love and J.R. Smith again. Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, and LeBron. Yeah, like, um, but let's not speak upon Giannis going to Mary. We we need to speak more about him going to the Lakers because that's yes, that's where we want him at. Hey, look, if he wants to win a lot of championships, have fun. That's the move. <laughs> Literally, it is like, and then. I mean, I can I can live with um, small brain media people saying that Giannis is the reason why. Oh, uh, Giannis is the reason why the Lakers are winning. Giannis is helping LeBron win championships. Right. I can live with that because the people who know basketball, people who are in it, people who are real. If you know, you know. Exactly, so. man. That 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 definitely be crazy. LeBron, Giannis, and AD. Um, but with LeBron getting older and Giannis and AD being so young, I mean, just having Giannis and AD as two defenders on the floor, man, yeah, insane. The 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 defensive abilities, oh my god! I feel like that would be a really good move, definitely for going against the Mavericks that are on the rise, the. Um, the Nets with Katie and Kyrie, right? That's uh, another interesting thing. Oh, we should. I let's. Um, I do want to end the podcast with with um our topics on uh mental health, mm-hmm. which I'd like you to lead on. But we should definitely talk a little bit about the the Kyrie situation, right? Um, because okay, so Kyrie on Kevin Durant's podcast. I guess it, it wasn't Kevin Durant that was hosting the podcast, but it's his it's his media company that that runs the podcast, and it was someone else Kyrie was talking to. But basically, he said that playing with Kevin Durant is the first time that he's been able to have a player where he can give the ball to at the end of the game and make a bucket. Um, one that's statistically wrong. <laughs> it's been proven. I don't even need to say the statistics. Right. Uh, LeBron and even when LeBron and Kyrie were there playing together, LeBron had more fourth quarter points on better efficiency from every spot on the floor. Um, it was definitely a shot at LeBron. Um, and look, like I'm not saying he's wrong. Like, look, if there's ten seconds left in the game, right, and I need a bucket. I need a certified guy that can just get me a bucket. I'm choosing KD over anyone in the league. If it's just 10 seconds left, I'm going to give it to KD because um, the fact that he's seven feet tall and can shoot from anywhere. And I don't think you, and I don't think you can be wrong by saying that. I think that's a valid point. But the way he framed it was definitely a shot at LeBron. And then also, yeah. he and I, I, I hate when he says a statement like this, and then when the media interacts with the statement he's like oh the media always takes things so out of hand like you know what you're doing right you know exactly what you're doing that's the only thing that makes me mad about Kyrie. he says these things and then it's like he says something stupid and then he he expects us to be like "Mm, i agree with that stupid statement like no that's not how it works exactly (laughs) um yeah that would definitely shout out lebron and you're right like if if 10 seconds left and i want to shot katie 
with the height, with his, I mean, his repertoire, Katie. But, and I also see where Kyrie can come from because LeBron's shot can be so janky. Definitely right. in times where it's not crunch time and not 10 seconds left. You know, he, it can he just impacts be... the game in, in different ways. Like, right. if you just understand what he's saying, but yeah, it was like it's Kate... obvious it's a shot at LeBron. Like, Katie's <laughs> shot is chef's chef kiss. Like, it's smooth. It, every time he pulls up, you know, to logo range, it looks like he's going to go in, and it, it does. Like, I see where Kyrie can come from, but the way he phrased it, like you said, Definitely Charlotte LeBron. <laughs> and I mean, hey, it's a cold world we live in. Um, right. I don't... And, and that wasn't even the only statement. Then Kyrie also said on the same podcast, he said that the Nets don't really have, have a coach. A coach. It, it's a bunch of guys. It's a collaborative effort. One, no championship team does that. I remember Stephen A. Smith said, uh, Jordan with the Bulls. Uh, with uh, who was the coach's name? Uh, Phil Jackson. Yes, Phil Jackson with the Lakers. These great championship teams, you have to buy in to the system. Um, and I, I'm very curious to see how this works. Honestly, I don't. Kyrie is just. I think he's. I'm not saying he's necessarily uneducated. But he's not smart enough to know what he doesn't know. That's if a good that one. You, you, um, you and your yeah. your Biden bag, you can <laughs> you're you're entitled to 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 voice your opinion, but you're not entitled to have your to know your facts or whatever. Like that was that was that was a bar that Biden got off on that. <laughs> Kamala even heard she said oh, that's a good one. Yeah, bro. Like Kyrie is just. He's just too in delve in his own world to really know. It kind of like a Kanye West uh, uh, right. syndrome. Well, you're and just too focused too much in your own world to really know that your exactly. words have impact. That no, he's, he's Kyrie has lost touch with reality, and I yeah. think I think the Steve the Steve Nash hire is a reason he's saying something like this because at the end of the day. Steve Nash was hired because Kyrie and KD recommended that to the organization. It's not like the organization got a coach like uh, Doc Rivers. Because I guarantee you, if Doc Rivers, if, if the Brooklyn Nets got Doc Rivers as their coach, Kyrie would not be saying something like that. The only reason he could say something like that is because he's the one that put Steve Nash in that position. It's like, it's like you help your friend get a job at the same place you're working at, and then you constantly hold that above him. Like, oh, I'm the reason oh, you're here. Uh, don't forget. I it's kind of like that situation. I, that's that's very douchebaggy. Oh, yeah. I hate those people. I hate people, not even about friends, people in general. That's a douchebag move. Don't right. ever and, and, do and that. And Kyrie's not explicitly saying it. Um, and I don't, I don't think he has anything against Steve Nash at all. But he, he knows that. Kyrie knows that he's going to have his weight because he's the one that got him in that position, which is the reason I don't see this net as good, as talented as they are. I don't see them winning a championship just because if your star player has that type of mentality, yeah, good luck. I, I hate being a GM of, of the franchise with, with the player like that. <laughs> Me too. Cause um, that's just that type of negative, that that mentality off rip it's you're gonna be doing a lot of talking and apologizing for sure but i'm sure Kyrie ha will have a good talk with steve and kd will get to him and by the time the nba does return i i have high hopes for this team definitely with uh K kd and his caliber of play you know i feel like too like you said like Kyrie kind of also reason why he's there but kd has it's a 70 30, 60 40. It's not a 50 50 at all. You know, KD has more championships, more finals MVPs. He has more clutch plays. He has more experience. He's done more. And right. I'm, I'm putting all the bets on KD. 
But and could they make it out of the East? Yeah, I think for they sure. can. And man, a Lakers LeBron AD versus KD Kyrie Finals that would definitely be probably that would be one it. Of the most best finals. That would and be it. Just the, the storylines: KD versus LeBron. Yeah, Kyrie. Oh, it'd be that'd be amazing, and and it could very well happen. I think that's gonna be that should be the next finals. Not like it can just be made, but. If that was to be next year's finals, okay. So we got we we this year we shown we've been shown that Kawhi cannot do it. We sh- we've been shown for two years in a row Giannis cannot do it. We've been shown that the Boston Celtics cannot do it. Okay, let's get Katie and Kyrie in. Now we're gonna see if they can do it, and if it's gonna be against Le- a LeBron led Lakers team, are they gonna be able to beat them? And if LeBron and when they do end up beating the Nets, if that's to happen, it just be another another name on the list. We got what? Uh Damian Lillard, right? Westbrook and Harden, right? Uh Jamal Murray. You know, we're gonna have we're gonna have some more names on that list. And he's gonna be thirty six, year eighteen, right? It's just yes, this sir. is this is child's play for lebron you know and it's crazy it's just so crazy to think about it Kawhi, the whole year was um i need rest what is it called load management and all that time off during the pandemic like come on now you're supposed to be young you're younger better right than lebron and you're talking about this wasn't just Kawhi. this was a lot of other players like paul george doing load management and the problem is, especially with with your first year with your new team, you can't load manage and miss games throughout the regular season and then complain about chemistry issues. Well, maybe if you played more, <laughs> there wouldn't be so many chemistry issues. Which one is it? Pick a side. You know yep. what I'm saying? That was very annoying to see Paul George say, oh, we have chemistry issues. Well, don't load manage then. I mean, you have LeBron. 36 years old he's turning load management if you bring that up to him it's a joke yep. he's just built different I, I i don't like the concept of load management at all and if, if you're not winning a championship and you're doing load management yeah you're gonna get criticized heavily as you should but it's is that about it's about that time we have a good talk we gotta um we always have a good good resource for you called Better help. Betterhelp.com. It's an online resource to gain um to get counselors. BetterHelp offers access to licensed, trained, experienced, and accredited psychologists, marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, and board licensed professional counselors. Here's some frequently asked questions. What is BetterHelp? BetterHelp is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. We change the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to a licensed therapist. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a smartphone, through a tablet, or through a computer. If you're wondering who will be helping you, After you sign up, we will match you to available counselor who fits your objectives, preferences, and the type of issues you are dealing with. Different counselors have different approaches and areas of focus, so it's important to find the right person who can achieve the best results for you. We have found that we are able to provide a successful match most of the time. However, if you start the process and you feel your counselor isn't a good fit for you, you may elect to be matched to a different counselor's. If you're wondering if BetterHelp is right for you, BetterHelp may be right if you're looking for or looking to improve the quality of your life. Whenever there is anything that interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals, we may be able to help. We are we also have counselors who are specialized in specific issues such as stress, anxiety, relationships, parenting, depression, addictions, eating, sleeping, 
trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, religion, self-esteem, and more. If you're wondering how much does it cost, the cost of counseling through BetterHelp ranges from $60 to $80 per week, billed every four weeks, and it's based on your location, preferences, and therapist, therapist availability. You can cancel your membership at any time for any reason. And once again, it is called BetterHelp, spelled how it sounds. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com. Please go if you're feeling like you need the help or you're feeling depressed, anxious, needing someone to talk to, you're in good hands with them. That's a that's a great resource. Thank you for um thank you for sharing it. Of course. Do you have any uh any last words, any last thoughts for um, the people? Yeah, well, that, that was a great resource once again, and I think it's it's so with mental health because it's one of the only things where another person can't speak on your mental health um, because we're all dealing with our own struggles. So I just think that the individual themselves dealing with it, the fact that they're even able to explain their issues is so powerful in itself. Into and I feel like that goes that is a big part of the solution. And it's to admit, speaking. admitting yes. that you have something going on, that helps, that, that, that helps you so much. Right. And shout out to, um, NBA players such as, uh, Kevin Love, DeRozan for being the, the first, uh, of many now that have come out and said that they're dealing with mental issues because, and because I think that's awesome, especially, you know, not only for players or, or for younger people who want to make it to the NBA, but just younger people who idolize these stars. Um, because I feel like these stars and celebrities are made to be so perfect. And the fact that they're admitting that they're dealing with issues shows that, oh, hey, my favorite basketball player has struggles. So it's totally fine to see what I'm going through. Exactly. It's um, it's it's just important that you, you acknowledge and that you go and seek help as much as you can. You know, this is not a a one a, a thing that you can just easily get rid of. We have um, take it from me, take it from someone who just got out of a very depressive state. I had to admit, and that's the first that's the first time I ever um did that. I admitted to myself. Um, I'm not good. Uh, I, I, I told, I talked to myself about the situation I was in and I admitted that I was not in a good situation. I don't want to stay here longer than, than I have to, you know, and really the time that I stay here is going to be depending on me and what I do, what I, what I try to make happen. And I admitted. and I went out and tried different things. I talked to just, I talked to people that I knew of, but never really knew. And it was a um, breath of fresh air to just hear their feedback and just talk to them. And I just kept it pushing. I kept in touch with my best friend and hearing what he had to say and his advice and things like that calmed and reassured that I was going to make the best decision, that I was going to make the best out of this situation. I'm going to get through it as as I should. We just got to continue to do what's best and know what we're gonna know what we're gonna do. Right. And I think it's it's so important um, for even people who aren't necessarily dealing with um, mental health struggles. Um, for example, myself, I haven't dealt with depression, but I don't. Just because I haven't dealt with depression doesn't mean like it's an issue. I feel like it, and this isn't just a mental health. This is a lot of other things. Um, like I'm aware that I'm privileged in many senses, and the fact that I can recognize that, and if a lot more people recognize their privileged position, it would go so long. Um, you just you gotta you gotta stand for anything. 
or stand for something or fall for anything. Uh, shout out Colin Kaepernick for that one. Um, but yeah, that wraps up the, the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, have a great day. Have a great week ahead. Be blessed. Yes, sir. Love you. Peace.